Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. This one's going to be with Mo Jarju. Uh, he started a clothing brand called Out the Box Worldwide. And uh, I just wanted to talk really quick before we dive into the podcast. If you want to go check out the clothing, uh, he has a really cool shirt called Flaunt Your Your Freedom. Uh, that's what this this episode is actually titled after. And he, in the podcast, he actually explain what, explains what that means. But you can check out the clothing at otbrecords.ca. And uh, you can also check them out on Instagram and, and see what the clothing looks like. So uh, with that, guys, let's jump into this podcast with Mo. For a while, this is Mo. What's uh, up? From uh, Mo Jajaru. Jarju, Mo Jarju. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we're just gonna dive into his story. He's an entrepreneur, he's an engineer. Uh, we went to school together, and um, he's just a very creative guy. Like anything that's on his mind, he's open to starting it. I, I did my first podcast with him, he actually got me into podcasting. And he has a new clothing brand called uh, Out, Out the Box Records or Worldwide. Out the Box Worldwide. Yeah, I changed it up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this guy has an awesome story. He was born in Gambia, uh, moved to Europe, and then eventually moved to Canada, where he is now. So I guess uh, I'll just pass over the mic to Mo. It, and we'll, who, who is Mo? <clears throat> Mo is whoever he wants to be, man. That's, <laughs> that's honestly the best way I can uh, put that, man. Um, I just like making things, bro. I like making whatever it's music, art, right? I just kind of collect skills based off of whatever I see in my head. So whether I I, I hear a bunch of music, I will download a music software and then go create it or find someone that plays the piano that I can't, or find someone that can do what I can't do just so I can get that out of my head, right? Mm -hmm. Because it kind of annoys me when I can't do that, right? So I... I just do whatever I feel like I want to do. I think so, like, so. so you have like this constant urge just to kind of create. Yeah. Yeah. Like it. it like is is that? Do you think it's normal to have that? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've I've been like that since I was since I was young, right? Mm-hmm. I've to create whether it's like, you know, art or just like experiences. Even um, even at times I I was playing soccer or whatever like that, right? I would see the moves as I'm like moving through people and I'll you know, see like all the tricks and stuff that I'll be doing and I'll go learn the tricks so I can make that whatever it was in my head mm-hmm. come true, right? That's kind of how I've always operated, right? You know what I'm saying? Even getting into engineering too. Like I had to upgrade for two years but throughout those two years I was always seeing myself. Like I, once I went to the campus mm-hmm. and I, I met a friend I was just walking through my call with her and everything and then every day I kind of like see myself in my call walking to and going to class at, at, at a university and stuff and then it happened. Right? So, so before engineering you were upgrading and then yeah. at, at UFC and then No I was upgrading at you know that Shinnick Learning Services thing? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then from there you went... to high school, which is not, not that good, right? But yeah. So then I just, like, double down and just, like, focus on getting into engineering, right? No, no, that, that's impressive because yeah. I, I know I, like, that's so hard to do. I understand, like, it, it's because I tried to do that, actually. I tried yeah. to, I wanted to get into engineering at one point, and mm-hmm. I just, I didn't, wasn't as focused. Yeah. What? And I, when I, whenever I see someone who like actually went out there, said like, "Oh, I want to do this," mm-hmm. went through the process, upgraded, and then actually got there, that's like goal achieved, man. Like you literally checked that I out. Mean, I mean, you might, a, you might, I mean, you might have saved yourself a bunch of stress and, and yeah. You know, but, <laughs> I don't know if I'm yeah. the best engineer, though, but <laughs> I mean, as long as you want to do the work, man, that's what I find, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying all the engineering students that even uh, one of my friends, right, one of my really good friends. Uh, so we we both failed this class twice, mm-hmm. right? Then last, um, just last year, saying like winter semester, we like so we don't like to focus too much, but we like just doubled down and we built this group, this awesome group of people, man. Like we had just like a, a dope group of people. Like, I think like, we had like six, seven people, and we just like you know, we just. Everyone just worked their ass off. We were there were, were time there were times we were there till like eight a.m. in the morning, from like eight a.m. from like twelve twelve p.m. Mm-hmm. the day, 
all the way to the to 8 a.m. just working, getting, getting stuff done, man. You know what I'm saying? And you don't feel like it's work. Because, I mean, it's <clears throat> you're trying to figure things out all the way through. But, like, you have just awesome people you're working with, man. You know what I'm saying? Or the food, we're relaxing. And, you know, it's it's, it's a good vibe. You know? yeah. yeah. But we failed, like, these this, this class, like, twice. And we pulled up and just, like, killed it the, this, the same semester. Like, mm-hmm. we were always together studying. And it would be like a schedule, right? The consistency, right? And next thing you know, boom. I'm saying we just killed it that that year, right? So it's not difficult. Well, like I feel like that's a reoccurring theme in your life, Mo. Like you bounce back from failures, you build yourself up. You've like even with the clothing line, right? You first started off with vinyl apparel, Mm -hmm. then you started, then you went on to Fabian, Laurent, and you know now, and then and then uh, now you're at OTB, yeah. Right? There's probably I think there's another one in there, but. Yeah. So like that, I feel like that's a recurring thing, man. You've like yeah. come back and you've always started again and like kind of got through it and and yeah. corrected that. Like, what what do you think that is? I have a pretty big ego sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't like I don't like losing, man. I don't like losing. Uh, I, I I'm not a sore loser, like you know what I'm saying. If if yeah. I lose, it's like it, yeah, maybe I. If I fail, let's say if I fail, it's, it's always it's never like. <clears throat> Oh, I can't, oh my, I, can't, I can't do this anymore. Well, it's always, okay, what did I do wrong? What can I improve, right? Mm-hmm. Those, those classes that I failed, the, the, the classes that I, the, the class I failed twice, one of them, the one was, I, it was way too complacent because it was like easy math, right? Mm-hmm. But you pretty much had to take a paragraph describing a process, turn it into a diagram, turn that, f- figure out the numbers, and then get what it is with the other you want, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, it's not going to be too bad. Because I had other classes that were, like, using Calculus 3 and all that shit. So I was like, bro, I'm, I'm going to focus on getting, yeah. getting this right first, right? And so the bad thing is this class is a prerequisite for, like, five other classes. Mm-hmm. So that put me back a whole year, right? So I tried to get it. I tried to do it again in summer. In summertime, like, I was trying to get my... my uh, my wage up, right? So I was paying my wage up because I was comp- I, I need to rebuild my my finances because I was so much in debt mm-hmm. after that year. So in the summertime, I was trying to build up my <clears throat> trying to get some more money, and then I would work. I would, I would go to school, work. By the time I'm done work, I'm so tired. And I I'll, I'll go work out, and then towards the end of the day, I'm studying, but I'm studying like just exhausted. So then I feel that, and then I had to do it again. The third time, but learning from the first two lessons, which I just, just should have learned from the first one, I got I got through it, right? Yeah, well, like, but, I, I love that because I think, I feel like failure is an illusion, mm-hmm. right? Like, I was, I was reading this Grant Cardone th- book, and he was yeah. saying how, like, if you refuse, like, if you don't quit, mm-hmm. like, you'll, you'll, like, no matter how many failures, it's, you'll always succeed, right? Like, if yeah. you literally don't quit, like, you literally, yeah. it doesn't matter how many times you failed at that class, mm-hmm. like, you actually, in terms of life, man, yeah. you're like ahead mm. because like you got through it, yeah. right? And I think that's like that, that's like a winner's quality, man. Yeah, I mean, there's no point. There's no point in like getting all like I. I think after failing my first class, after failing in my after failing in my first year of my in my first semester of university, after failing that. I'm like, bro, I can't get worse than that. Yeah. So, you know, like, like my GPA is already destroyed, so all I can do is just getting, I, I, all I can do is just go up from here, right? Yeah. So that's just, that was just kind of it. And, you know, I, I never I never really, like, I'm hard on myself, but I have to be realistic too, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like, if I, it's not because it was too hard or because it was this, it was this, because I didn't do what was necessary to pass the class, right? Mm. I mean, that's pretty much it. But yeah, I don't I don't see the point. I don't know why people get so wrapped up in failing. You know what I'm saying? But once you're used to, I mean, you know, once you've had a little bit of a blow, it's not like uh, yeah. But I think really too much really part bad. of it is just your how your mindset is built. So before we even dive into kind of the, the engineering and your your clothing line, yeah. Uh, why don't we dive into like where you grew up from, Gambia, and like your life story. Right, coming to good. like how, how was how was Mo built like how, how did you become the man you are now so uh, I'm still I'm still working progress but um, I was born in Gambia West Africa and um, I think from I think from like two years old till 
five or so. Mm-hmm. So my mom's sister was the one that was looking out to me, right? So she she built a lot of like you know manners and stuff into me. Also my parents as well. You know they reinforced that, right? But she really, you know, she really made sure that I was okay and everything. And um, then from Gambia we went to. What was life like in Gambia? It was good, man. It's not like, like you know, people people make people make out Africa as it's like, oh my god, this is rough, you know, whatever, right? But no, we're good, man. You know what I'm saying? Like now it's a little bit tough. I think the the economy's not that good there. But when I was living there it was good. You know what I'm saying? There was there's freedom. Yeah, you had freedom as a child. Right? That's pretty much we'd we'd wake up, um, go go out and play, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then the school was School was a bit more advanced, especially so, math. So math. school, you, you, so you were you were five when you you lived there till five. So you yeah, were yeah, in school so early. I was in, like kindergarten, we were doing like long division, long multiplication. Oh, yeah, so that's that's when you were four. By the time I was like, by the time I was three, I, I knew how to do. I knew how to long. I knew how to do long division. I knew how to do you know, um, long long multiplication. I don't know if that's that's what you call it though. Yeah. But I already knew like the math is super advanced there, right? And my dad's side of the family, they're very mm-hmm. uh, technical. So when I say that we would have our challenges, you know, some people like like sports is their their way of challenging or is physical. Mm-hmm. Like our challenge was like who could do math better. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so you know, everyone in that it seems like everyone in that area was like really good at math. My uncle's an engineer. Like at least I think three of my uncles are engineers. Yeah. So so like that's kind of sparked your analytical side of you. Yeah, like that. So, like so, when yeah. you're young, mm-hmm. like in Gambia, like that's when like the analytical. Like, it makes sense yeah. that you're an engineer now, but like, yeah. it, it's cool yeah. kind of looking back at like mm-hmm. where where did it come from? You know? Yeah, yeah. No, we used to have like math triathlons, man. It was oh, wild. yeah. It was wild. <laughs> but it was fun. It was it was very it was very good growing up there, man. Like, you know, I had a lot of especially like my my grandfather instilled a lot of um, toughness, I guess, in me. Right. What? Like my first time. What was your grandfather to- like? grandfather was he seemed like a from what i remember he was a pretty strong character you know what i'm saying like strong willed strong like, headstrong yeah you know what i'm saying like he didn't seem people seemed to like worship him in some some way you know what, mm-hmm. what i'm saying so yeah he taught me a lot he taught me a lot of like you know little 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 things to as as a kid how much you kind of only know, like, but so self-respect kind of thing, right? <coughs> self-respect so was probably the main thing that you yeah. taught me, and like, kind of to toughen up. Like when I was like, I think four or five, I went to the dentist, right? My tooth was my tooth was aching or whatever, and uh, so the anesthesia wasn't working. Yeah, right? the anesthesia <laughs> wasn't working. So they they took this tooth out without the anesthesia. Holy bro. <laughs> <laughs> the pain is now I had I had this done twice in my life so far, yeah. right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like uh after after that, so so I, so when we moved to Georgia, I, I was fast forward when we, when we moved to Georgia, like we went to a dentist too, I had to get that same tooth taken out of what I got to, right? So I was stressed, I was panicking, right? Because like like my dad didn't know that I I had I took the first one off without like anesthesia. She was like, What the hell? Like, like why is he like, why is he crying? Why is he yeah, yeah. right? And then they do the anesthesia and everything and then they start taking it out. I'm like screaming blah, blah, blah. but it wasn't hurting. Uh, oh, and after okay. and after it was all done I was like, Oh, that wasn't so bad <laughs> But yeah, and then like so after I got that after I got that tooth I taken out without the anesthesia. Yeah. Right we're in the car driving back. And I was just, I'm, I'm, I'm bawling, not crying. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty, it's pretty painful. Yeah, it's super painful. My grandfather was like, stop, stop crying. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's done. It's yeah. enough, right? So it's kind of, yeah, it kind of stuck me pretty much. Right? And so I kind of just like, whenever I'm in a difficult situation, it's like, always oh, it could be worse kind of thing, right? Mm. So, yeah. And then um, we moved to <coughs> Georgia. Georgia in, by... By Russia. Georgia by Russia, okay. So yeah, yeah. you were speaking uh, probably Georgian or? No, no, no. Or? I, I spoke English. Oh, it, okay. It was, it was an international school, right? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so I spoke English. So you moved at five to yeah, Georgia? Okay. around five. Around five or six or so, yeah. Okay. That's when we moved there. And then, yeah, I went to a school called QSI, Tbilisi. Right. It was an international school, so there's a lot of American students there. Mm-hmm. But... No, I was the only black person there, right? So you can imagine, like, it was just, <clears throat> it was hell, man. 
of four like, years, man, it was just pretty much hell, man. So, like, what, what would happen there? Like, how, how bad was it? It was a lot of bullying, man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Obviously, I physically look different, right? And they're children, so they kind of just, like, um, treated me a little bit shitty. I mean, some, not all of them, there, there are a few, right? Mm-hmm. But there was, I'm not, the main one I remember was this one ginger guy that was, like, three years ahead of me or so, right? So, remember the whole thing about, like, um, like my grandfather teach me to toughen up pretty mm-hmm. much, right? So this guy, I was on the slide, and then he pushed me down. He pushed me from the top of the slide down, right? So like I, I off, fall off, off, the, off, the, off, the, off the top of the slide, right? Oh, yeah. Into the sandpit, and I yeah. almost hit my head on this, like, um, rocky area, on the rocky corner. So I could have split my head open, right? Yeah. So I'll, I ran up to this guy, and I... I beat the crap out of him, right? Yeah. Nakima, he's two years older than me too, right? Yeah. So, like in Africa, like you know, if if someone does that to you, it's not going, it's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not going to fly, right? Yeah. So, I saw, I saw, I beat the crap out of that guy, and then I had no, I had no physically, no like anyone mm-hmm. else trying to like, you know, play me like that, right? And <clears throat> another lesson with that too would be like, you teach people how to treat you, right? If I didn't do that, I guarantee you a bunch of the guys there would have seen me as an easy target to come and start, like, you know, mm-hmm. hitting me and stuff like that, right? So that's, that's, one, that's just one big lesson I learned there, too. Be like, if you don't tolerate things, it's not going to happen to you, right? So, um, yeah. So, 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 so in, in Gambia, you learned, like, <clears throat> how to deal with pain and, like, kind of be headstrong. And then in uh, Georgia, you kind of learned how to, like, fight for yourself. And yeah, I kind of had to, yeah, because yeah. like I mean, the bullying that was going on, I didn't really tell my parents because I didn't, I didn't think it was okay. it's not their problem, right? Mm-hmm. How I seen it was like it's not their problem, it's my problem. So I need to figure out how to how to deal with it myself, right? Eventually, it got better. Um, I started making friends, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, people were starting to be more accepting, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I, I I can't really be mad because they were children, right? You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Georgia was a lot of I had to deal with a lot of nonsense there, man. And even so, like I, I wasn't very good at English too, right? But I was great at math, right? So, not the questions that you're being asked. You need to understand the English to know how to do the math sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. So then they put me down a grade because of that, and, and you know, and math was like I knew I was good at math, so that was like a big confidence boost for me, right? In that mm-hmm. in that situation, right? And then you know I just couldn't understand how to do it and it just kind of made me I just felt like crap right the whole time right I felt like I was dumb you know what I'm saying my grades were really bad so I thought man I'm not gonna I'm not really gonna go anywhere right mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so and then um, after that we moved to you, you got a question uh, so how long <coughs> were you in so you, you moved to Georgia at five yeah and then how long were you there till I was there till I was nine or so, so till nine four okay years. yeah I was there four years and okay. then I moved to Scotland Scotland after okay yeah. so Scotland's at nine okay so what, what's Scotland like <laughs> I was good too man I, yeah. I love yeah, I, I love Scotland man like I still I still I'm, I'm in contact with some of my friends there right we had we had a little like squad there right so yeah I was still in contact with them um still some bullying there too right like um um, Scotland, I would say they kind of liked that I was black because they see all these hip hop music videos and stuff, and they think, "Oh, he can yeah. rap, he can," you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so yeah. Scotland wasn't too bad. I, I didn't deal with too much stuff uh, racially in Scotland. It was mainly, um, I think it was mainly like you know, I never came to school wearing any kind of like Nikes, any any fresh stuff, right? So I get picked on for that and all that stuff, right? But you know, um, I, remember I, I remember I asked my dad, like, one time, I was like, okay, because this is transitioning from, um, from, from June, from, like, a, like, a primary school. So there, they have, like, primary and secondary school, right? So secondary school is a, is a combination of junior high and senior high, right? So um, we kind of, so I asked my dad, like, okay, I need to go, like, take a boxing class or anything, just so if, you know, so if anything goes down, I can take care of myself, right? Yeah. My dad's like, no, let them, they'll, they'll respect you by you, by, by your work, by what you do, right? So I thought, oh, fuck, that's not going to help me, right? Yeah. But that became the thing that stopped. Pretty much, I didn't have any issues after, like, uh, we had these big exams, 
And keep in mind, I was, I was in the lowest grade mm-hmm. for math, English, science, whatever, right? <clears throat> we had these exams, and then I just killed it, man. I'm saying so. Like, that, that's when your work ethic kind of turned on. Yeah. Right. Like, okay. Like I feel like we had the we had a preliminary exam before, and I, I almost failed everything, right? Yeah. And then so this is a combination of two years of work, right? So the prelim exams in like January 20, 2010 or so, and then the actual exams in June twenty ten. So I had like. A little, I, I had some time to, no, actually, I think it was May. It was May 2010, right? So I had mm-hmm. like five months or so to, to get my shit together, right? And then, boom, I just, you know, every every day I go, I go to school, go to my friend's house, play a little bit, a little bit of FIFA, go back home, and from like 7 o'clock till 12, I'm just, I'm just studying, right? And that's, yeah, that's where the work, work ethic comes in, right? But once I surpass, so all those guys are making fun of me for not having the, the nice clothes, for having bad grades on or being in like the the, the lower classes while they were higher up mm-hmm. I, I, I surpassed every single one of them yeah you know what I'm saying yeah so yeah but yeah Scotland was good I really I had like some really good friends there too man but yeah it wasn't it wasn't too bad it wasn't too bad it was like uh, in terms of bullying and stuff it wasn't too bad but yeah it was not too bad. So, so then from Scotland, so how, <coughs> from Scotland, then you moved to Canada. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so when, when was that? Uh, we moved to Canada in December 22nd, 2010. 2010. So at that point, you must have been... 16. 16. Yeah. Okay. Man. Okay, so what was life like in Canada at that point? Like, you, so man, so I was pissed, man. You didn't want to move? I didn't want to come here, man, because like, yeah. I was, I already, I had my grades set, right? So I was ready to go to med school there, right? So I was, I was mad. I did not want to talk to my parents at all, man. So we came in, I pulled out, like, I had to sleep in an air mattress. I was mm-hmm. like, man, fuck this. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? I was, yeah. I was not, you know, I, I had, all my friends were there, right? So I wasn't really happy about it. And then the first thing I, that set into my head was like, okay, I want to play some FIFA. <laughs> Literally, the first thing that I wanted to do like, when I got here was like, I want to play some FIFA. So I wrote up a resume, like, a few days after after we landed. And then, oh, oh. I went to the school, Henry Henry Wisewood. I went there, mm-hmm. and um, I had like a few days there, and I had to challenge the exam to see if I could, you know, surpass that. But no, it didn't work out. Um, the school was the school was okay. I was pretty just. I was usually by myself, right? So, because you know, it takes a while. Everyone was already in there, a little the, the groups, yeah, yeah, right. But yeah, um, but yeah, the, the the Xbox story though too, right? Um, so, so that was in high school. So you, you moved in like just in time for high school. Yeah. So great. That that must have been grade ten. No, I started in grade eleven. Oh. Because by that time I already did grade ten back in Scotland, right? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah. So I the first thing for me was I I had to figure out how to get a job so I can buy what I wanted to buy, right? Mm. Because. You know, I wasn't gonna sit in this house. I was gonna be alone and not have anything to do, right? I actually, want, I, I, at least play some games or something, right? So then summer, that summer of 20, 2011, yeah. So summer 2011 came up and I still didn't have a job. I, sh- I got, yes, I got a job. I got like a little job standing outside um, and handing out flyers and stuff. But that was so I can buy soccer boots for to play soccer in the season. Mm-hmm. But the, the actual job I have now with, with the Superstore, so I'm, I've, I've been there for a long time. I went in... So, so you've consistently worked there <clears throat> till now? Yeah. That's right. not all it. So like, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So how I got that job, though, I walked from my house to the store, which is pretty like a, an hour-long hour long walk, right? I walked there, applied, walked back, right? Because I didn't have a bus pass at the time, and I didn't want to wait till my mom got home so I could use her bus pass, right? And then they hired me, they, they, they wanted me to come for an interview. I walked again. For the interview, I was like sweating, I had like sweat patches all over my stuff, right? But I walked all the way there. I think I walked like, yeah, well, like in total like four hours just, just to get that job. I started working night shifts and then I bought my Xbox to play FIFA, right? But yeah, that's also another, another lesson there too would be like, you know, if you want something, you have to be willing to work for it, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know, like, walking somewhere is not like, oh, my God, this is special. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, just this is what needs to be done. 
go do it right kind of thing right mm-hmm. rather than just like thinking oh man like, I need to get there I need to get a bus there it's like no just you have legs man mm-hmm. well right so that's kind of how I, that's how I, was, how I was thinking about it at the time right but yeah here I like Canada now I like it now yeah um, but yeah it's a it's a pretty cool place it's a pretty cool place the people are really good too man I really enjoy Okay, so people there, yeah. So, so if we fast forward to mm-hmm. your life now, like you're about to finish your engineering degree. Yeah. Uh, you have you've launched your clothing line, mm-hmm. um, out the box records or out the box worldwide. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No and uh, but yeah, it's it's just interesting, like diving into your life story, like from Gambia, Georgia, Scotland, yeah. and even Canada. Like, what would you say is the biggest mm-hmm. transformation you went through combining all of them? Like now, because mm. I always, I always like that idea of like being a well-traveled man, right? Like, mm. and I think when you're young, yeah. you, you probably, oh, there's certain lessons you pick up at each place and, and you mm. shared them with us, right? Mm. So, but what would you say looking back at it now yeah. as an adult, well, what's the biggest lesson you, you pick, you, you could see from it? I would say, hmm, there's a lot of lessons, man, but. And the main one that has been benefiting me right now would be learning how to make friends here mm-hmm. in Canada, right? Because the first four years I was here, I pretty much had no, like, real friends or so, right? But once I got into university, I mean, I had, yeah, I had, like, one, uh, there's one friend after the third year that I used to hang out with. He, he was from high school. We're still, we're still pretty, we're still pretty tight right now. But once I hit university, I had to figure out how to kind of make friends fairly quickly, right? Like I, I naturally make friends fairly quickly because I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty easygoing guy and everything. Well, because I noticed that in, in college, like you knew pretty much everyone in university, like yeah. everyone knew who you were, like, and, so, uh, and you must have developed that from moving when you're young and you have to restart again, then you have to yeah, restart again. Yeah, yeah. But I think the main thing was, well, here when I got here, I had to rebuild my self-esteem and confidence that have all been kind of destroyed from just the consistent, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, I think 15 years of just consistent, mm. I would say 15, maybe 10 years of just consistent, like, getting it all hammered down, right? So I had to, that was the first thing I had to kind of do was rebuild um, my confidence and my self-esteem. And um, a lot of it happened based off of just, like, listening to Kanye West music, man. That happened. Yeah, well, I love Kanye too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of it just came yeah. out of this. Li- and, you know, like, so, like, well, what would you say you pulled from Kanye? Because I know, I know you like Kanye. Being a, be a fan of yourself, man. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because no one else is gonna love you more than you love you, man. You know what I'm saying? So, love you. Like, I don't know if you've seen that meme. I love yourself like Kanye loves Kanye, kind of mm-hmm. thing, right? And it's kind of like that's what I took from listening to his music, watching his interviews, and from watching his interviews as well too. It just like gave me that drive to just go after whatever it is that I wanted to go after, right? Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think there was a line in it. It was like, if God had an iPod, I'd be on his playlist, something like that, right? Yeah. And I started thinking <laughs> like that, right? You know what I'm I started yeah. thinking like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like you know, and then it was, at first it was kind of like a <laughs> fake it till you make it kind of, the first yeah. year or so of that, yeah. it was kind of like a fake it till you make it. Like, you could act all confident, but, you know, you, you really weren't, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't like to fake it till you make it because, like, you're kind of lying to yourself at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing with Kanye's music is, like, consistently hearing, like, you know, you know like, bragging about yourself, right? It was like, you know what, I mean? I'm a pretty cool guy, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of, it kind of, you kind of built that, like, self-love from that. That's kind of what I got from his music anyway. And um, yeah, no, I love Kanye too because I, I love that one interview of him. I think he was on like the Jimmy Kimmel show, mm. uh, and he's like pretty much talking about how his mom instilled this idea that he he's gonna like say what he wants to do, and yeah. then he's gonna go out and try and like do it, do it. And yeah. he like he says how he he believes in himself, right? Like yeah. he genuinely believes in himself, and he doesn't let people like push him down. Yeah, he and I think that's that's super powerful, mm-hmm. right? Just being in your own cor- corner and just believing in yourself mm-hmm. and then just you know going after what you really want you know, do, yeah. right? I and, think that's rare like, and he's proven it consistent times right, yeah. too right like um, what was that one I liked it was but yeah I, I used to do that a lot too mm-hmm. I used to just say things without like you know think, knowing that I was going to be able to do it so uh, but like you've obviously kind of uh, revealed that like 
see looking at you, Mo, like you, you look, take you this idea, right? Yeah. You wanted to do engineering, you had to yeah. upgrade. You said you were going to be an engineer, you mm-hmm. did it. You want to start the clothing line, you said you were going to do it, mm-hmm. you actually did it. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't matter that you, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you did four different ones, but now, mm-hmm. like, look at where you are now. Yeah. So it's like that similarity. Mm-hmm. I understand why you like Kanye. They, they have this idea that the people you really look up to, mm-hmm. on some level, you usually resonate with them. Like, there's yeah. some... There's something with Kanye that like mm-hmm. you see in yourself. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't really want to listen to him. Listen to him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing with building confidence too, as well, too, right? Mm-hmm. It's keeping the promises that you make to yourself, right? That's what I noticed. That whole fake it till you make it. That's what I noticed. Okay, it, it ain't fake it till you make it anymore. It's it's for real right now, right? Mm-hmm. When I think when when uh, when it first clicked was uh, there was this girl. And I was talking to her, I was like, yo, man, next time you see me, I'm going to be huge, right? Yeah. Keep in mind, I was like 134 pounds or something like that, right? So next time you see me, I'm going to be huge. Four months later, she was shocked, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm shocked like, now. Like, 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 I, I, went up, I went up like 20 pounds, man, right? Yeah. I went up 20 pounds, like, okay. But you're breaking, you know, I make, I make little promises myself, and then and I, and I just do it, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, personally now... It's embarrassing. Like I can't. I can't just be like, "Hey, I'm here. I'm here. I'm gonna start this clothing line," and then like people ask me about it three months later. And it's like, you know, where is it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're gonna feel bad, right? And it's gonna, it's gonna, you know, reduce your self-esteem and your confidence in yourself initially, right? But if you keep the promises that you make to yourself, what I what I find personally is that you're gonna you're gonna be more confident, right? Because mm-hmm. you know that when you say you're gonna do something. It's gonna be done. Yeah, and you right? trust yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Damn man. Wait. So, like, where? So, what would you say is, uh, like, where do you get that from? Like, where do you? Like, wh- where do you kind of get that, um, that drive to go out and do these things and and achieve these things? Where, where does that come from? Honestly, I think it comes from my head, man. I just have. I've been having images. Maybe like I was, I was like. 10 or something right like when I was 10 it was more like you know I'm gonna be hitting on all these girls right <laughs> you know what I'm saying which yeah. which perspired into you know to, to what it is right but like I've always had these images in my head of like how I want my life to be so you kind of visualize where yeah, you want to be yeah and I know that if I don't have it like that I'm gonna be no regardless of if I have like you know billions of dollars or whatever if, if my if i'm if, I, if what i'm not if what i'm seeing in my head is not like 90 80 percent exact or so there i'm not i probably won't be i probably won't be enjoying myself i'll be stressed trying to get that it's trying to make that reality right yeah but yeah i think that's i think i think that's where it comes from right it's kind of like that not tolerating anything other than what it is this year, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I want to drive a BMW, right? That's what I'm. That's that's only what I'm gonna tolerate, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think that's part. Of, I I think that's part of where it comes from, man. Only tolerating what I actually want, rather than like you know, compromising a little bit. Sometimes you will have to compromise mm-hmm. for a little bit, but for the most part, that I think that's where. That's just where it comes from, though. No, I, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, I think that's. I think so. So, so I guess if we come back to out the box worldwide, mm-hmm. uh, so, so your clothing line, like, why did you start this? Mm-hmm. What is it that that it is? Like, what is it about? Like, first of all, why did you start your clothing line out the box? One, it's mainly to one. I just want to get out the designs that I've been wanting to. I just want people to have access to that, right? And. Mm-hmm and be able to look fresh like you know what I'm saying like it's there's no better feeling than seeing someone wearing something that came out of your head and just like you know what I'm saying that's it's like I, when I did um, a little mock up last year mm-hmm. with the Fountain Freedom t-shirts yeah. I seen like four people wear it in like uh, in the space of like two weeks or so and I was like I'm, oh my god I was just ecstatic yeah yeah. yeah so know? like you have that Fountain Freedom <coughs> t-shirt like what, what, what uh, that's interesting actually like what is that mean to you like flaunt your freedom it just means do whatever the fuck you want man yeah. you know what i'm saying that, that, that's that's literally, that's literally what it means yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? like your mama says go be an engineer go be a doctor you'd be like nah i'm gonna be a music producer or a rapper i'm gonna be this whatever go yeah. do it right that's all that's all it means it means just go out and do whatever you want to do you know what i'm saying 
don't limit yourself because your parents told you 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 got to be this or it's in your family lineage that oh everyone in your family is an engineer or something like that right mm-hmm. then you got to be that no right so it's just do whatever you want you know what i'm saying and don't don't doubt yourself just go out and just do it right mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and i i kind of and i and i see the people that are finding their freedom right you know what i'm saying like one of my one of my good friends um, her name is Haya. She's trying to be a, she's trying to go into medical school, right? But the the way this girl works, man, and everything that she has to deal with, man, it was just like holy crap, man. But it's just going for whatever it is that she wants, right? So mm-hmm. she can, and, and, and you're, you're gonna be free in that sense too, right? You know what I mean? So that's that's the main point of that 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 design. You just go out and just do something, go and do whatever, and that's the whole point of the whole the the brand as a whole. Yeah, it's just. Go out and do something. Don't be boxed into what, you know, society thinks you should be, right? Like, I remember when I first started uh, listening to, there's this, like, psychedelic rock band called uh, Tame Impala. Mm. Bro, I love these guys, man, right? I, like, I listen to this almost, for, like, that year, I listen to it almost every single day, right? But I got made, but it's like, yo, man, why, why listen to that, man? It's, you know, it's kind of like, oh, black people shouldn't be listening to this kind of thing, right? Mm. It's like, bro... Sorry. Right? It's kinda like, you know, don't be don't be don't be limited, you know what I'm saying, in what you wanna do. Don't be so don't be so timid, you know. It's just like go out and make something happen, right? Go out and even if it's just something that you like, you know what I mean? Even if you wanna write a blog about butterflies or something, go out yeah. and do it, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it is like like you, you never know what could happen, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like with the podcasting thing too, if you didn't go out and try it, you wouldn't have this, mm-hmm. right? It's that simple. So just go out and do something. Go out and just... It annoys me. It actually frustrates me so much, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like people, there are people still tend to tell me how all their goals and all this stuff. And it's very easy to get started. And they'll be like, oh man, but I don't know if I can do it. Or like, well... Go take a like go take a bet on yourself and go try mm-hmm. at least try right because you never know what happens right if you don't try then what's the point then, then then don't tell me about it like don't waste my time tell me about it if you're not gonna at least try something right mm-hmm. you know what I mean like there's some super talented people that are in the city but like they don't even they don't even try and you know and, and show it off and whatever right like I know for example uh, beats right I make I make music too right mm-hmm. but I would never, um, I would never put it out. Not, not because like, you know, I thought that they were bad or anything, but it's just like, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's not, it's not ready. Right. I'm saying, but once I put it out and I show people like, oh, yo, this is great, blah, blah, blah. But in my, in my mind, nothing already. Right. But eventually I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Here you go, right. And people just like, liked it. Right. So. Yeah. Well, at least you're trying. I love that. Like, at least. I think as long as you show up, like, mm-hmm. and it's funny too, because like I, I sit all the time, mm-hmm. I like try and push, like, oh, try something. If you like something, go do it. But like, mm-hmm. I find myself in this loop all the time. Mm-hmm. Like my next thing that I'm looping about is like I want to do YouTube. I've been talking about YouTube for such a long time. Yeah, yeah. But like I still haven't really tried yet. Yeah. Right. So it's. Bro, just get a camera. Yeah. You have, like literally, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. have an iPhone. It's a perfect camera. So I'll lend you my tripod. Even so. Mm-hmm. There you go. You have your first YouTube video. Post it and see what happens, right? Mm-hmm. You never know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Because whatever, like, you could, you, you could say something that someone else could hear and be like, oh, shit. You know, and, and it's like triggers some, some kind of, you know, thing in them that will make them go, go, go take an action on a problem that they've been having for so long, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But if you don't try, then what's the point? You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. So, like, what would you say are some of the, I guess, top books where that have influenced your mindset? Um, the main one, I would say, would be How to Win Friends and Influence People. Because, one, I, I enjoy, you know, I enjoy, like, being around people. I'm, I'm a very social guy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty introverted, but at the same time, I'm, like, when I'm around people, I just... I'd love to know about people. Think, right? So what's the biggest lesson you've taken from that book? Be interested in people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and just, I don't know if this was from the book or just in general, like, treat everybody with respect, man. That's one thing I've noticed. I've noticed this uh, since I was young. 
is people will treat people that they assume have like some kind of high value with respect and you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that's not right, man. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone you meet, and this is, comes back to how I have, uh, how I know so many people and how, I'm, how I have all these friends that I can, you know, just randomly call up and then we can link up and whatever, right? Is because whenever they speak to me, I'm super interested. Even if it's some random person I met on the train, mm -hmm. I'm super interested in knowing about them. And it's not like fake. I'm not like, I'm, I'm genuinely interested in knowing about all these people, right? Mm -hmm. And this helped me out with women. Right, right. Well, I think it's integrity. Like I've noticed that with you, like from the moment I met you, bro. Like mm -hmm. you had like a certain level of integrity, mm -hmm. like a kind of a way that you carried yourself. Mm -hmm. It was like, whoa, you're like, you kind of like stood out, right? It's yeah. like certain people you meet, they kind of have that certain qualities that mm -hmm. kind of stand out. Like yeah. you, for me, what with with you was integrity. Yeah, like, appreciate that, man. Thank yeah, you. it's it's cool. Like you kept your word. Like you were just like very chill. Like kind of did your thing. Like. Mm -hmm. I noticed that. Yeah. And that too, keeping your word. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Like, there's a lot of people that don't do that anymore. Like, I, I had to, I have to force myself to do it sometimes, right? Because like, sometimes I'm a little bit busy and I have to like, make sure like, you know, I have to get there on time or whatever. But I think that's super, super important. Because if you keep your word, it comes, comes back to those like little promises that you keep to yourself. If you do that, you're going to build more confidence in yourself too, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I think people... People have what people have what you need. Uh, that's that's kind of how I see it, right? Mm -hmm. Some say I want I want a I want this job this engineering job in in Spain or something whatever, right? They, they, there's there's someone that has that 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 can unlock that door for me, right? But see, <clears throat> if you don't have people if you don't have people skills and you can't build relationships like that, it's gonna be very difficult for you to get that opportunity, right? So, what I'm saying. So, what advice would you give to let's say an introverted person mm -hmm. who I would say I'm I, I like fluctuate sometimes, but right now yeah, I'm kind of yeah, like yeah. an introverted, I've mm -hmm. been in kind of in an introverted state for the last yeah. couple of months. Yeah. But, uh, like what advice would you say to someone like, someone like me who's kind of like introverted right now and mm -hmm. who wants to kind of break out of my bubble and meet people and kind of network? Hmm. Okay. I used to be in the same spot, like that you were in, right? Um, well, when I was kind of getting out, I was networking with, uh, women <laughs> that's right but like, <laughs> like what does that mean i was i was you know yeah. I, was, <laughs> okay. I was no i was like yeah. i was i was trying to get dates right yeah. Hello, right so um well it's still still networking right so. it's like okay, yeah. even if you're like relationship building in the sense of like date dating is the same as meeting some random stranger right mm -hmm. it's the same thing right same like um concepts apply i think um, <laughs> no, seriously, man. I'd I'd be like a random person walking downtown. It's like, hey, you know, you look good. I look, I look good. Let's go grab some coffee and stare at each other or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever, right? But like, it was just like, hey, how are you doing? Oh, my name is Mo. Oh, what's your name? Right? You can really sit and have like a full conversation with this person. Like there are times I have like ten, twenty minutes a conversation with people just on the street, and it's super cold. We're just talking about. They're, they're, they're telling me about their life, and I, I tend to find people trust me a lot too, right? But that comes to the fact that I'm paying attention to what they're saying. Mm -hmm. I'm not just listening to what they're saying and then like, it's going into one ear and going out the other ear, right? So I'd say, going back to your question, I'll say, um, <clears throat> say hello to people. Man. Say hello to people, start, you need to get comfortable with it first, right? Mm -hmm. So start Starting off saying hello to people, right? Um, you know, um, Ask, ask them how their day are going, how, how's their day going, and, you know, smile at them or something like that, right? Start off with that, and then from there, the next most important things thing is the questions that you ask people, right? So, um, let me see. The questions, yeah. Try and go deeper with your, that's what, like, try and go deeper with your questions, right? And just, like, ask baseline questions. Like, mm -hmm. like what time you, it is, or... No, the, what time, you, you need to kind of have those icebergs at, at, at the start. But say someone's, um, I'm trying to, trying to call, recall a conversation where... So, so I'd say, like, what I get is, like, you're very interested in people when you talk to them. Yeah. And you're willing to start that conversation with them. Yeah. Right. And then based if, off that, you're asking them questions to... Mm -hmm. that are very like that you're interested about yeah right? right okay i mean if you're genuinely interested in people it shows right people aren't dumb mm -hmm. right people can tell if someone's just whatever right like it's very 
crucial, I think, right? To have the mindset of like, I, I pretty much think everyone is interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, the homeless guy. There's a homeless guy on the bus, on the train I was talking to, right? Mm-hmm. So he was talking to me. Uh, I just wanted to know like how he got into that situation, right? And he was telling me about like his drinking and everything, like how, how it became out of control. I was like, why do you think it, and my, my questions were always like, why do you think that is, right? How come? You know, I'm getting that person to go deeper into it, right? Mm-hmm. But they, because of the attention that I'm giving them, right? Like I'm, it's, it's like everybody else at that moment doesn't matter. It's just that person that has my 100% focus, right? You know, my phone buzzes, whatever, I'm not going to look at them. That person has my 100% focus, right? And so it builds that, it's that trust that, oh, you know, and people feel good when you're listening to them mm-hmm. that intently, right? And so he was telling me about his drinking, and then it, it goes to, like, he was telling me about, I think, a- Aikido. It's like a kind of martial art. Yeah. He started doing these martial arts tricks with oh, me on, yeah. on the chain and stuff, right? <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I wanted to go, like, and I was like, man, I need to do this Aikido stuff, man. Like, so, yeah. so I went and looked into some classes. I'm probably going to sign up in the next, like, few. I'm going to sign up over the summer or so, right? Right? But it's just, people are very interesting. Like some some homeless guy, right? Mm-hmm. You like he he sparked me he sparked the interest in me to go and learn some some cool martial arts, right? Mm-hmm. If you come in with a mindset that people are interesting, you, it'll I feel I personally feel like it'll naturally just kind of flow out, right? I I like to give y'all like a, a base of questions that you can ask people or some kind of like um, example, but I can't really think of one on the top of my head, but. <clears throat> Because even even you know, even for the for the for your listeners that are like a single, right? They they go out on like a first date with some some girls, and then as some friends actually asked me like like oh, yeah man we went on our first date I th- I thought it was okay but then like you know like she she wouldn't call me back or anything right yeah I was like the first question I always ask is like who was talking the most though it's like it's like I was right okay well were you trying to you're trying to flex you trying to act like I'm this on that you already know who you are. Don't waste your time t- telling her about who you are, right? Your, your whole point is to figure out who she is, right? Mm. Find out what, what makes her tick, what, what's, you know. But if you are genuinely interested in that person, like, you know, rather than just like, oh, she looks good, right? Mm. Then you notice the questions that you're asking, she will go deeper and deeper and deeper. And like, and you'll build this, I don't know how to explain it, right? Like, well, I think it builds familiarity. Like, I notice how with certain people, like, when you talk to them, it just feels natural because they're it's like that genuine interest it's like they're genuinely like interested to talk to you so yeah. you guys could talk about like it doesn't really matter what you talk about mm-hmm. you guys could talk about anything but like mm-hmm. it just feels good it's like a good conversation yeah. like and, and and I think no that, I think that's a good quality and I think that I feel like every human being not this is me speaking right but I feel like every human being should have that right yeah. at least experience that yeah. you know like realistically you want to be alone twenty four seven, not talking to anyone. Bruh, it's, that's depressing. Man. Yeah, Don't like yeah. Right. Well, I think nowadays with the internet, a lot of people live like that. Like, there's people out there who uh, spend a lot of time indoors. Man, like I used to play. I grew up playing like World of Warcraft, right? Mm-hmm. But like, luckily, I was a I was like a teenager when I played. I still like it. I still actually played the new game that came out. But like, there was a lot of people who were like a lot older, mm-hmm. um, maybe like in their thirties, forties, but they played twenty four seven, and like they. It was it was always interesting to me too because in the game they they were super super social but like but an outside outside yeah outside, outside it was different <clears throat> and you know I think everyone realistically especially now with all this technology mm-hmm. uh, they want to communicate with people man it's like yeah. it's important like as high technology advances mm-hmm. I think it's important for like they call it high touch but like mm-hmm. pretty much like human to human communications mm-hmm. is also needed right. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can't really do much on the phone, bro. You mm-hmm. can't really do much. I mean, maybe even phone calls. Even phone calls, too. Like, people don't give... I, I think... Like, I, I like to make phone calls because I'm using the car, right? But even phone calls... Like, even asking girls out, they don't even do that over, over the phone anymore, man, right? Yeah, so it's a different right? world, yeah. It, it's... Speaking from experience, that, that works very well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, I'm like... <laughs> Texting, hey, uh, trying to get to know someone over text and stuff. What are you doing, man? Oh, my God. It drives me nuts when I see this stuff. It's like, bro, like, you can't build relationships with people over, over, over words, man, right? Mm-hmm. Go see them, speak to them, grab coffee with them, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if you, you know, like, this is, I feel this is why a while is like, I don't know, you know, I don't know if you've ever been around these, like, Amway people, man. 
Yeah, these Amway guys all come and... Oh, oh yeah, yeah that's like, like the MLM <coughs> sales. Yeah, right? And then they never... Yeah, yeah. But then they'll pull out... Like, these guys got some good like, social skills because some people will, like, fall for that stuff, right? Yeah. I'm, I, I don't know if it's a bad thing or it's a good thing. I've, I've, I only looked into it a little bit, man, but... Well, yeah, I've looked into a lot of those, too. But it's... Yeah. Like, I don't even look at it as a bad thing. Like, honestly, if you're in, if you're in an MLM, like, the skills... I actually respect it. Yeah, I respect the hustle, man. Like, I have a couple friends of mine Mm. in doing MLMs right now. Mm. And, like, they're... I respect their ability to go out, meet someone, just communicate with them. And then have them come. Yeah, and just build that. Like, that is a skill in itself. Like, I don't care about what you're doing, man. Like, Mm. I respect the grind. Yeah, yeah. It is... Like, social skills is Mm -hmm. huge, man. It's super, super big. But I say the best book for people to read on that would be How to Win Friends and Influence People. I think that's... Vital, crucial book, okay. and one thing, one book I have on, on um, I think it's because it teaches you to yeah, yeah. Which one was it? Robert Green, Robert oh, yeah. Green's um, Laws of Human Nature. Oh, oh, you got that book? Okay, I, yeah. I don't know if I would. I was thinking about getting that book, but I was like, oh, I don't know if I should read it. <laughs> no, but it's this thing, right? They think of it as like, okay, as long as you're not coming to people with malice like you you know if you're like i've i i'll read like 40 laws of power and all this stuff because i know my i know my intent mm-hmm. my intent is never oh i'm gonna screw this person over by using these tactics right yeah it's like one i'm gonna be educated in what people are like so i know how to respond when you know when I have some kind of conflict or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Or when I need, say, I need to influence someone to do something for me, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. By the tactics I on this book. It's not, it's not only tactics, it's more of like laws of how people are, right? And this is how you would get this this from them, right? But it's not like, oh, I want to persuade them to, to do this for me, then they lose all this, but I gain all this. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a middle ground, right? I know I'm never going in there to like, mess someone over or screw somebody over it's i'm always trying to find a way where each of us get like whatever yeah, we want like, right it's a win-win yeah so that's why that's why that's why i don't mind like reading these books but it really does that book is really good like, I, I just started pretty much but like i have it on there's something wrong with my audible man so it's not been really working lately so I, I, uh, so so what have you pulled from that book like i i know i read uh, mastery by robert green yeah i, I really like that yeah. book, that book I need cool. to read that one too. Yeah. What I pull from that is like, I have a lot of work to do on myself. Really? Because like, okay. it shows you on you. It's it, like, it, yeah, it's talked about people and you can be like, oh, this person, this person, this. But then like, yeah. I'm, I'm listening to this. Like, oh my God, I do that. Oh my, oh shit, I do that. I do that too. I do that too, right? So it's just been teaching me like what I need to work on right now, right? Mm. So for me, the main thing for me is just like, you know, um, Blaming other people, right? I don't like not blaming. I'll say expecting a lot from other people, right? Expecting my like whatever I would do mm-hmm. would be what they would do, right? That's one of the hardest, and that's why all my having those business partners have not been have not worked out for me because of this thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I would expect them to work as hard as I did, grind as hard as I would for that, right? But it's like that's not really in, in under my control that's them if they really do want to you know mm-hmm. build this for the people then it would show in their work ethic right yeah well but, i think like that's <coughs> such an interesting point too because i really noticed that with my transition from like college life to the work life mm-hmm. especially because now i'm doing more sales right and yeah uh it's not kind of like the saying that a lot of people will let you down like let's say you set an appointment with, with someone and mm-hmm. then they just like don't show up mm-hmm. and i feel like before when like these things happen i would just lose my mind I would yeah, be, yeah like if, yeah. if you set this appointment like you have to show yeah, up like don't let me yeah. down like this is like uh-huh. like we made an agreement here right and i would mm-hmm. just freak but then yeah. now i'm seeing it more so like I kind of expect it to happen like people mm-hmm. are busy people have like their own yeah. lives people have like dogs that vomit on the carpet yeah, and like yeah, you call yeah. them and, and it's yeah. not that they're ignoring your call it's that literally yeah, their yeah. their cat just vomited on the carpet mm-hmm. it's just like a bad time yeah, yeah. so like I, I like that point a lot it's like most i i expect high standards from myself of course mm-hmm. and i think that's like super solid mm-hmm. but realistically man people are gonna let you down they, they, yeah, they have your own lives like yeah. i don't know I, I probably should read that book man like, you should yeah it's, it's should. a very good book and uh with regards to sales as well mm-hmm. man listen to bradley bro Listen to Bradley. Bradley, like, 
I'm 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 trying to learn sales in the sense of like you know, not only sales like in this sales in the sense of like building something where people will sell it for you kind of mm-hmm. thing, right? Because like what I make or what the community, you know, like the, the brand that we built mm-hmm. is so good that people are want want to tell their friends and they and their friends want to come, right? Rather than like, I because I don't. So what are the next steps for the brand? The next yeah. step right now, I'm just I'm just trying to figure out how to how to how to kind of generate income from it so I can make better things, right? For people, right? Mm-hmm. I would like to do some more cut and sew, like doing my own like my own like personal designs, right? Rather than just like having a graphic design and then getting it stitched on or embroidered or sorry mm-hmm. or uh, screen printed or whatever. So, so with the clothing, how did you like originally get? Like, how do you go from the design stage to the actual getting the real product? Oh, it's, it's literally the easiest thing ever. Okay. Like, like, two years ago, I thought, yeah. man, it's so difficult. Yeah. But it's so easy. So you get your design. The hard part is designing it, right? Finding this, a design something that people would like, right? You get the design. I usually make three or four different designs. So And then I'll, I'll take it to people. I'll show them, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? What do you think about this, right? And then from there, I pick two or three designs that I like. Mm-hmm. So, I, so you draw the designs or? I make it on Illustrator and oh, Photoshop, okay. right? Wow. Yeah. So I do that and then I take it to, so, so I do a Google search. This is when I first do, start starting, right? I do a Google search, um, screen printing near me, right? Um, Calgary, this, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Calgary screen, screen printing, Calgary embroidery, whatever. So I make a list of seven people, seven companies that I would like to, that, that I think are good, right? I call them, I call each one of them, and I get, and I, and I get a quote. I send them the design, I get mm-hmm. a quote. Actually, no, no, I, I don't send them the design. I, I, I see what they can do for me, right? And the quality of it, I read the reviews. Then I cross them out until I find two, two or three. I call all three, I send them the design, and I get a quote, right? So based off the quote and based off of their previous work, I'll see, okay, cool. I'll go with this company, right? Mm-hmm. So then I pick my company, and I... I hand them the design. I already have the quote, so I don't know how much it's gonna cost me. I give them a breakdown of the of the t-shirts I want. I give them the exact model of it, right? So, if anyone here is, would want to start one, I would highly recommend wearing the t-shirt mm-hmm. before you do a mass um, before you mass produce it because some some of them feel like straight up cardboard, man. Right. Like some and, of the t-shirts? Or, yeah. And if or it's, the, and if it's cheaper, designs. yeah. And if it's like cheaper, yeah, like I would be making a higher profit margin. Mm-hmm. I cannot justify selling that to somebody, man. That's just, it, it you know, it, 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 yeah. it feels really wrong, right? So I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. So I went and got like, like <laughs> my profits got cut nicely, man. But it's a very nice fitting t-shirt and it's a very like soft t-shirt and so, right? The, it's called the Bella Canvas. Um, three hundred one or whatever, but yeah, you do that, and then you select the t-shirts. You break down the sizes and the colors that you want in an Excel spreadsheet. That's how I did it. I sent it to the lady. <coughs> Within a week, I had my t-shirts ready to go. Wow. Yeah. And it, then so, it's it's that simple. Yeah. So know? then from from once you have your shirts, mm-hmm. what what would be the next step? To- the next step would be getting people to wear it, right? So. Um, I, I found a few people that kind of linked with the brand nicely. Mm-hmm. I like Julian's style a lot, so that's why I really wanted Julian to do it. Yeah. yeah, Julian is one of the models for uh, Out the Box Worldwide. Yeah, so um, so, so he modeled the photography t-shirt, and um, lucky the photographer I was working with, she had a whole mm-hmm. list of models to work with, right? So then, um, and that's that's the fun, the interesting thing about like that's where your people skills come in handy because then mm-hmm. you can go out and, and you know influence people talk to people you, you know it helps you in business, all right. And so yeah, I gave it to her and she did the photos, amazing photos, right. And then um, I started doing the photos myself. So then the, the hoodies, I, I did all the photos for the hoodies, and then I need mm-hmm. to I needed to figure out how to make product product photos, right. Now, it was either I use my iPhone and I buy like a lighting set or mm-hmm. I buy a proper DSLR camera, right? So I figured a DSLR camera would probably be better because I'm going to be doing shots everywhere with people wearing this stuff as well. So I I literally just like laid it on the carpet or something to put like some white, I yeah, some white people around the floor and yeah. just put on, took the photos, 
I went on Shopify and built the website. So, so you built the website yourself? Yeah. Oh, wow. So you, you, you've done this I've entire done thing? Okay. Holy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is how to start a clothing line, guys. Right. <laughs> yeah. I built the website. Yeah. I actually, so the business partner that I had initially, he helped me out a lot with the the business side of things, right? Mm. And I get a little bit carried away with like the designs I want to make and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I'm more, I'm not very, I'm not very businessy. I'm more, Cre- let me create yeah. the dopest thing I can create and then give it to people, right? You know what I'm saying? But he kind of checked me on a little bit. It's like, okay, dude, mm. this is not feasible, right? Whatever, right? So he helped me with the price analysis and initially with the first one. And then, um, the yeah, it's easy. You make your website, and the hardest part would be marketing it. So I'm I'm not I don't use Instagram. I don't use social media that much. I mm-hmm. most of my time is just spent you know making music, reading, watching videos on you know whatever it is I'm trying to do right. Mm-hmm. So but everything how to use the camera. I just watch the I just watch one or two YouTube videos, and that's when I did it right. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 literally it, man. It's so easy to do things now. It's ridiculous, man. YouTube, whatever it is you want to do, watch a video, watch another one. Okay, try it now and see what happens, right? Yeah. And then slowly but surely, you know, you're you're, you're gonna progress, right? That's that's pretty much just it, man. Right? It's not. It's it's. I literally understand how people, why people don't even try things anymore. It's like maybe beforehand when it was more difficult. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there's no excuse, man. Right? Even even coding, like uh, I want to watch a few videos on coding, and I want to code it that like that financial calculator that I the the budget thing that I sent you. Mm-hmm. I coded that. I just put in my. I put in my my weekly budget, like what what I made over the past two weeks, and then boom, it just tells me what I what money goes where, right? Wow. Yeah. So I'm, I want to make that into an app, but I want to focus on getting this. Yeah. You know. Oh, you doing? That first, right? But. Even the coding thing too, man. Like I've, even like some people who they, they may be like university students, they want to go on go on and work. Mm-hmm. I would I would learn coding. Totally learn coding, man. You so, know what I'm yeah. so Mo, where, what's the future of Mo? What does it look like? Let's say five years, like cool. five years. Yeah, five years, or or just in general, what's your future gonna look like? So five years, I would like to have a team, right? That uh for the, for the brand for sure mm-hmm. I, but I'd also like to be working for Nike as well too as an engineer at Nike at the same time right I would like to make sure that I'm started in real estate investing right make sure that I'm figuring out how, to, how that's working and stuff mm-hmm. that's pretty much it for now for five years man like I think way further ahead but like I mean I think for five years and, a, and at least a better car, man. I'm getting sick and tired of this damn car. <laughs> <laughs> like, jeez, man. But yeah, for five years, I'll probably be it. Yeah. For, the, for the five years, man. Well, yeah, I'm like, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Hey, man, I appreciate you this for is a, time. This you, is bro. a pleasure, man. It's always awesome thank talking you, to you. Thank you. And, uh, and yeah, man, like, I, I know your clothing line is just mm-hmm. going to keep getting better and better. You just yeah, yeah, have yeah, to yeah. stick with it. But well, you, where can people find you on social and check out when the I brand? When I say I'm very, I'm not too social, okay, I can okay. give you, let me see the, let me hit you up with the social for the, for the brand. It's called outthebox underscore R. And then for my own, like, uh, social, it's just... Mo Jarju, M O J R J U ninety four, mm-hmm. and then yeah, man. Anyone that wants to talk, like link up and chill. Yeah, and okay. uh, in the show notes we'll have the website and all the social uh, link there as well. Yeah. So I guess uh, last question for you, Mo, yeah. is uh, if you had one message you could share with the entire world at the exact same time. Yeah. And uh, like everyone would hear it at the exact same time, all anywhere, every single country. Mm. What message would that be? Treat people like you want to be treated. That would probably be, you know, the main one. Because I think that's lacking a lot now. Right? Making mm-hmm. sure people are... Yeah, just, just, no, just, I mean, just, like, looking after your fellow people, man, right? Like, you know, friends are falling out now over group chat messages and stuff, right? It's, yeah. It's just, like, just treat people good, right? I'm saying, because if you treat people good, people are gonna treat you well too, right? 
it's everything is a give and take, right? So that would, that would be the one thing that I would teach people, that I would want people to know. Even if, if, if I have like children, that's the one thing I would hammer down into them mm-hmm. is make sure you treat people very well. You treat people with respect, you treat people with care. That would, that would be the main one, yeah. Yeah. And there you have it, guys. We'll see you on the next episode of the Zenfos Podcast. Thank you, man. And this one was with Mo Jarju, and yeah. uh, it was a pleasure. Appreciate it, man.